Hello, family and friends. Welcome to the first episode of Learning Religion with Jay. In this episode, I will be telling you all information about the conversion of Islam within U.S. prisons, featuring an exclusive personal testimonial. Stay tuned. Peace, brotherly love, and spiritual guidance is what most inmates seek during their time in prison. At times, Most inmates have sought these things in alternative directions. Some have joined gangs and other violent organizations that have only led to nothing but destruction. Most inmates convert to Islam because they see Islam as something greater than themselves, something that is beyond their circumstance. In this podcast, I will uncover the common principles that aid to the conversion of Islam. Principles such as love, peace, brotherhood, and spiritual guidance. These principles have not only helped them during their incarceration, but these Islamic principles have embarked a journey that guides them post-incarceration. Therefore, listen along at how I unpack the importance of Islam, how these Islamic principles help inmates cope with incarceration, and why inmates convert to Islam within prison. The conversion of Islam within U.S. prisons has become quite popular over the last few years. According to the clarionproject.org, an estimated 40,000 inmates have converted to Islam every single year. Islam has been considered the fastest growing religion in U.S. prisons, where the population is 18% Muslim compared to 1% for the general population, And 80% of all prison religious conversions are to Islam. Islam has dominated prisons since the 1950s. Islam continues to dominate, especially within the African-American community. Most African-American men have converted to the Nation of Islam, which is an African-American movement and organization founded in 1930 and known for its teachings combining the elements of traditional Islam with black nationalist ideas. The Nation of Islam also promotes racial unity and self-help and maintains a strict code of discipline among members. With such strict discipline, it has helped inmates learn discipline, within themselves. This leads to inmates becoming more peaceful rather than violent. The significance of Islam has taught current and former inmates how to not only succeed within themselves, but to succeed, but to succeed in society from a moral and peaceful standpoint. Islam teaches male inmates how to think before committing an act that they might end up regretting. Practicing Islam gives inmates a sense of peace with the consequences they endure. Inmates apply these peaceful and nonviolent teachings and they spread them to others. There, you know what, there was a quote that I had came across during my research and it was a quote from the book Doing Time, a review of Goffman and Sykes' work on the effects of imprisonment. And Sykes has stated, and I quote, Even though inmates cannot physically escape, Islam helps inmates psychologically escape from the reality of prison. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. They're in a difficult time 
where they're already isolated from their family and friends. And Islam is what helps them psychologically. Mm. This stuck out to me because it shows the significance of Islam and the value of Islam and how that specific value and significance embodies them into a better version of themselves. All right, now let's talk about the Islamic principles and how they help inmates survive prison. Now, in this podcast, of course, um, the principles that I've mentioned, um, which was the love, peace, brotherhood, and spiritual guidance, yes, these are what I found common amongst inmates. So, you know, of course, in this in this podcast, you know, of course, I won't be talking about the um, the Mecca and you know the um, the praying the five times. Those those traditional Islam concepts. Um, of course, was curiosity amongst the inmates, but as far as like um, what attracted them to um, Islam, the common principles were love, peace, brotherhood, and um, spiritual guidance. So those are the ones I'm going to be analyzing. But first up is brotherly love, which is what Islam provides amongst the men in prisons. Now, this is my personal friend, Naeem. His, uh, his middle name is kind of hard to pronounce, so... Excuse me if I do um, mispronounce it. Um, but his name is Naeem Mutakabir, Mutakabir Malik Edwards. Um, he's 21 years old. He is currently incarcerated at Jenkins Correctional Facility. And he has been incarcerated since 2017. He transitioned to Islam during his second year of incarceration. Edwards talks about how the brotherly love within Islam attracted him to Islam. Coming from a background of violence and gangs, he wanted a way out. And this is what he said to me when I asked him what attracted him personally. He said, and I quote, the main thing that drew me to Islam was the brotherhood. Like when it comes to gangs, they claim to be your brothers, but they only F with you because of what you can do for them or how hard you can go. There is no real brotherly love in gangs now. When it comes to Islam, the brotherhood is totally different. The love we have for one another is through this religion slash God. End quote. Now, before incarceration, Edwards, which is name, saw his father take after Islamic teachings. He saw the positive impact Islam had on his father and Naeem knew that he wanted to be on the same path. He knew that it was time for a change. Now, this is um, what Naeem said when I had asked him about how um, Islam has helped him um, through this, uh, through this, uh, this experience. And he said, my conversion to Islam has humbled me tremendously. Islam has taught me that the pen has been lifted and the ink has dried. What has happened or will happen is the decree of God and life is full of trials and tribulations. It helps me look at the time I have in a positive way. I look at it as if the time I have is to get mentally and spiritually right within myself, is what he said. As you can see, Islam has impacted Naeem in a way that is beneficial to him. Along with the Islamic Brotherhood in prisons, central organization is created. 
Central organization is what contains the threat of violence. Central organization also aids in protection, which is also why most inmates convert to Islam. Being with inmates that are categorized with similar beliefs help promote peace and unity rather than division, which reduces the number of violence within prisons. Now, now, I look at this as being interesting because when I had talked to Naeem about that, the concept of central organization, um, he didn't he didn't directly say that. But when he was telling me about um, his experience, when he did convert um, to Islam, when he made that um, a declaration, he was talking about uh, protection and he talked about how protection um, you know, that they actually look out like when Muslims, like a lot of people, a lot of people within the prisons, they don't mess with Muslims. They don't. And um, I, I just found it real interesting because it's not at this point, especially in his predicament, it's not even just a black thing. It's a it's 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 a human thing. Like they're all here to, you know, to to worship, you know. Allah, you know, all together. So it was very interesting. And then when I looked and I, you know, was researching and I saw that um, even a case in California, I had saw that that was also a common thing with protection and how um, and how it challenges um, the status quo within prison. So I found that to be quite interesting, real interesting. Now, you may be asking to yourself, why is this important? You know, why does the transition of Islam within prisons matter? Well, let me tell you, this topic matters because this transition combats the stereotypical view of how Muslims are already perceived, especially within the African-American community. Muhammad Ali, for example, um, well, This particular person, Muhammad Ali, he is the California Correctional Islamic Chaplain, and he claims that Islam is powerful and it has challenged the status quo and legality of the prison system. Now, this is what I was talking about earlier when I said that um, Islam within prison is really challenging the status quo. And I'm going to continue his quote. It's the oldest and has been established for quite some time, which is why it's expanding. Um, the hope that Islam gives, the I can survive in prison mentality is what attracts inmates to Islam. Islam. So when when I saw that, I was like, okay, you know, how does this stand away from Christianity, you know? And when people see a group of people dedicating their time, of course, because that's all they have at this point, um, to something, to a being that's, to, well, not a being, but a religion that's giving them peace, giving them hope that I can survive in prison mentality. I mean, you honestly can't even, you, you, I, I can honestly understand why, you know, inmates uh, are attracted to Islam and why it's growing so much, why it is so dominant, because these inmates are taking these things seriously. And I feel like, with this, I see with with it being, hold on, let me back up. Okay, let me go back in the quote when it talks about Islam is powerful and has challenged the status quo. It has because think about it. You have all races that, um, you have all races that practice this religion. So 
now this breaks that division of racial cliques. There's no longer a um, black click over here, Hispanic click over here, white click over here. Now it's say somebody, you know, steps to steps, meaning tries to, you know, fight. And now you got the whole, the whole Islam click. This ain't, there's no ethnicity thing. You got them trying to protect their own. So I kind of, honestly, I, I'm not kind of, but I honor that. I see, you know, and I really appreciate that because now it gives me a piece as far as with Naeem, because I know how Naeem is. And, you know, it, it lets me know, okay, he's going to be okay. May I add that I am not saying that Christians don't take their religion seriously, even though most of the world perceives Christians to be that way. But what I'm saying is that Islam has strict rules and, you know, they have such strict discipline that most, you know, from outsiders looking in, that's what inmates are going to see. Therefore, I wouldn't be surprised if people went to Islam over Christianity because they would they would see that, okay, you know, this is leading them, this is helping them. And, you know, and then it might not be perceived that way with, with Christianity. So I wouldn't be surprised. Inmates that practice Islam learn that they don't have to go through this journey alone. This is important because once they get out of prison, they know now how to maneuver when they get released. Muhammad Ali states it challenges their old ways. In addition, it teaches inmates how to love others that don't always think the way they do. As Naeem puts it, it's time to put a stop to hatred and love one another. On my final point, I want to state that this topic was quite different yet interesting to me. After conducting research, I found many similarities on the impact of Islam within inmates who are currently serving time in prison. Former inmate Malcolm X, which many inmates look up to, follows some of his teachings as well. While serving time in prison himself, Malcolm X converted to Islam in 1952. His teachings resonate with inmates still to this day after 50 years of conversion. Malcolm X incorporated Islamic teachings and his messages to promote not only Islam, but racial equality and unity amongst African-Americans. Aside from brotherly love and peace, Islam helps inmates value the importance of spiritual guidance. Spiritual guidance expands another avenue at how inmates can cope with their emotions and circumstances despite trials and tribulations. When I asked Naeem about what he meant when he stated, the ink has dried and the pen has been lifted. We both had an in-depth conversation and we talked about how he has now been guided by his spirit and teachings rather than flesh-like emotions. Personally, to me, that shows growth. You know, even though this is an unfortunate time, the fact that he can articulate that and he's able to really mean what he says when he says that he's really guided by his spirits, I can tell that Islam has really, really made um, a positive impact on him. I've seen Naeem grow into something that I can say I'm very proud of. He has finally found something that he can say that he is proud of. This is honestly mind-blowing to me. Like out of all the years I have known Naeem, I can see that Islam has really changed him for the better. I can honestly say that when he does come out, I know that there is no going back. And this is what uh <laughs> this is what he claimed. He said there will definitely be some big changes.
This is what he exclaims. And I definitely believe it. You know, changes in the people he surrounded himself with um, in the past and his mindset. With those changes, I know for a fact it's never going to be the same Naeem that, you know, I knew before. Doing this topic within this podcast has helped me step out of my own personal beliefs and become more open-minded to learning about other religions. It has expanded my knowledge about Islam and the impact Islam has on its believers. It's made me realize that Islam is not just a religious practice, but it's a way of life to these inmates. The realization of how inmates apply these principles to help them cope with with incarceration and why inmates convert to Islam shows that them, the they, the inmates themselves view Islam as something bigger than themselves. One thing I admire is uh, one thing I admire about Islam is the positive impact Islam has has made. This experience, too, has challenged my perspective that I had on Islam, which I hope does the same for my listeners. Well, folks, that's all for today. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope you learned a little bit about Islam and enjoyed this topic on learning religion with Jay.